sweat the technique. Welcome back to the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5. Killer Bees are also known as Africanized Bees. And we all know there's nothing Africanized about these two guys. It's Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham. Zero percent today. Um, all right. Best Super Wild Card Weekend Story. It's Joe George and Joel Blank here on the Killer Bees. Jeremy Branham's out. We'll be back tomorrow. So, the NFL the script writers, as some folks would say on, on Twitter, uh, was hard at work, okay? You've got Mike McCarthy playing the Green Bay Packers. You've got Matt Stafford taking on the Detroit Lions. you got to take your flowers here because this is the one you called. I thought I was going to lose it for a while. And it is, I just, we can go through yeah. all of them, but it is as spicy as anything that's yeah. out there. Uh, Tyreek Hill versus the Chiefs. That's a good one. Just like the the story of Joe Flacco, I think is a good one. And then you have the, the Houston Texans playing the Browns, the team in which they just made a mega deal with, you know, last offseason, basically. So there's some like actually like really compelling stories in the first round of the playoffs. I think the le- the worst one's Tyreek versus the Chiefs. Like it's not good. It's seventy bucks right now. I just saw this on Twitter. I, that I agree with that. Seventy bucks to get into the game. It's gonna be sixteen degrees. I heard like, ten by uh, game day. Gross. Yeah, I, I I look at it and I say, it's just there's not as much drama there as the other. That, ones. But that's his first time back, right? Um, I think yeah, it is. Yeah, because I think they played, yeah, they didn't play. They played, yeah, no, no. They so it's his first time. They back. played in Germany instead, right? So I think yeah, yeah that's right. right. That's right. That's right. Because he fumbled. Yeah, and it was a t- touchdown. I think that his first time back to Kansas City gives it a little bit more. Because I think the McCarthy-Green Bay thing is played out already, too, to where they've played already, to where I don't know that it's as big of a deal. Yeah, unless you – someone texted in earlier asking, what about McCarthy, if if the Cowboys get Well, robbed. Jerry pretty much said that as much yesterday. Yeah, and honestly, I think you talk about one big-ticket item. Like, if you lose in the first round of the playoffs and Harbaugh hasn't been hired yet by Sunday – like it'd be hard not to see the Cowboys firing Jerry, Mike McCarthy. Jerry would definitely make that call. Jim Horrible. Especially against, especially he's, against yeah, the Packers. He's one of those owners. Yeah. I mean, how many Cowboys fans do you do you still hear bring up the idea that Des caught it and right. that was a game in Green Bay against it, the Packers? And obviously, Aaron Rodgers and Jerry World tortured them many, many, oh, many times in the playoffs. It, it was. I mean, I've, I've pissed off more Cowboy fans over the years, including Dr. Dre on two ninety and Crystal Collins. By letting him know that Lambeau Field South has been Jerry World, <laughs> and up until did they win? They win a home playoff game last year. I don't remember because they needed two home wins. No, no they, I think they won at they won at Tampa last year. That was their playoff. And win. then they went. They lost at and San they Francisco. Lost in the next round to San Francisco. Well, then yeah. the Packers have more playoff wins in Jerry World than the Cowboys do since Jerry World opened. <laughs> I, I just so want to let you know that, and that was a Super Bowl, by the way. So. That's why every time I would go up to Jerry World, it was a joyous experience because it was always you catch it for about three quarters. And the last one that was the greatest one was when they Cowboys were winning the whole game and Cowboys fans got liquored up and they were coming at me from all directions. And with a minute and 12 on the clock, Rodgers matriculated the, down the entire field and hit, hit Adams in the corner of the end zone and sent everyone in Dallas home yet again. And I was like... Does it not get old? Do you not get it by now? Yeah. Because even the Des one, a co-worker, a former coworker of me hit me up last night because there's Cowboys and Packer fans. They're talking about this. I said, okay, great. I've said all along, I was at that game. Des caught it. No doubt about it. Okay? But if he does and they kick the extra point, they're up two. Rodgers has three minutes, three timeouts, and all he needs is a field goal, and you're telling me that the Cowboys slam dunk would have won that game? You're wrong. Yeah. 
I no, I agree. Um, so I I kind of agree that I don't think the story is really there between McCarthy and it's the not. Packers. Like I think if the, if it was flipped, if Dallas was going to Green Bay, I might feel differently. Yeah, that would be a bunch bigger deal for McCarthy. I Maybe, think. yeah, yo, for sure. Because so like for the McCarthy, other two, for sure. Yeah, because like Tyreek's going to Kansas City, Stafford's going to Detroit. It's like Green Bay is going to Dallas, so but, I feel but, like but, it just doesn't have the and like juice to it. We've already had Cleveland against Houston in Houston multiple times now. Deshaun's not playing. If Deshaun was playing, it's number one by it is, far. It is a massively flip script if you're talking about Deshaun and the playoffs and the and the and his replacement looking like he's better than he was. Now you've got a really juicy storyline. But because he's come back before and played, then they came back again this year. That story just doesn't have any kind of legs. It's a good game, but it doesn't have any legs. Yeah, I think I think the biggest story of that game, it's more about which is the... That one's more about which is the better story of the quarterbacks. Like, is it the rookie quarterback coming in and and leading his team Taking to the, the playoffs the storm, yeah. and, and winning the division, rookie of the year, or is the better story Joe Flacco? I think like, you won't know until couch. the game's over. I think so too. That's like, true. Yeah, you're really not going to know until the game. That's like, true. whatever, whoever wins the game is going to have that story written. It's going to be magnified the hell out of over, over the next week. And then the loser is going to, I mean, either side, if you lose, C.J. Stroud, oh, he's got a bright future. He's the top young quarterback in the league. His story automatically changes. Joe Flacco, same thing. Oh, well, we didn't really expect anything from him anyway, and he still led him to this point, so they'll write that story. But, yeah, the winner is going to have a massive story going forward. And plus, Deshaun's going to be here next year anyways. They play like, him again, yeah. Oh, wait, but, no, they don't. No, they don't because they won the division. Yeah, Ravens won the division, so that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot. That that's, so they don't play Cleveland. Next no, year? they do not play Cleveland now because it was always like they're going to play Cleveland if they finish second, second. in the division, right? Uh, but because they won the division, they got Baltimore instead. So here, but there's no doubt, and you did this in Cash It or Tra- Trash It a while back. There's no doubt the Stafford in Detroit story is number one by a long, long, so long, long shot. And you think about this because you think about it from the perspective of he was the number one son of Detroit. And even when they traded him, they loved him. And look, Brendan Riley sat in your chair, Brian, and over and over again washed his, I had my white jersey peed on colored Rams jersey of Stafford to support his love for Matt Stafford almost as much as he loves the Lions. So when he won the Super Bowl, all of Detroit was on that Stafford bandwagon. Now it's the first is time. Weird? Is that weird to you guys? No. That's weird to me. Like, I, I'm not a Rodgers fan. When no, but the see, the, the, the See, that, that might just be because the Lions, are, Lions fans are torched and they've had nothing to root exactly. for. Exactly. Like, it's a loser franchise that, like, has accomplished nothing. Like the, but they, at the same time, I mean, I'm a, I've been a Houston fo- pro football fan my entire life. I didn't start rooting for Warren Moon. Yeah, but this Seattle. organization, like, didn't, like, run off their two best players in maybe in NFL history if they didn't, didn't quit. Because they were lions, Sanders and like that's what and they're Megatron. most famous for is, well, yeah. is Barry I, I, Sanders I, I, and Calvin Johnson. I get, I get what you're saying, but until what we found out about Deshaun Watson came out, they were in the process of doing that with Deshaun Watson. That's true. Now we the the franchise got saved because we found out Watson's well, a horrible person. Calvin also quit, and so did Barry Sanders. They didn't play elsewhere. Look, I was, yeah. I was weird. I had this conversation with someone in the gym this morning, and I was like. The fact that Detroit is the franchise where two of the greatest players in NFL history cut their careers short because they just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. That's that's bad. Like, Gail Sayers, Gail Sayers quit early because he was hurt. Jim Brown quit early because he, he had bigger fish he wanted to fry and things he wanted to do. But those two guys walked away because they couldn't take the losing anymore because the suck was just unbelievable. Like, the fact that we're sitting here talking about, for the first time, Lions fans are sitting there trying to figure it out. Like, now we got to root against the guy that we rooted for even when he started with the Rams all the way through a Super Bowl, 
And now we get to the playoffs for the first time in forever. And that's a dude that could knock us out. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, there are four teams in the history of the NFL that have never made it to a Super Bowl. Two of them are expansion teams with Jacksonville and Houston. The other ones are Cleveland and Detroit. Yeah. Like, Detroit's never been to a Super Bowl. And so, like, they've accomplished nothing. So that's where, like, I don't think it's weird that they rooted on Stafford. Like, it would have been like if Altuve never would have won here. But don't you feel like they, did, they, they rooted for him because they felt like it solidified how much the organization was completely screwed up? Yeah, and like he was the like he was there for so long. I mean, did Astros fans root for Lance Berkman to win a World Series with the the Cardinals? The Cardinals, it was tough because it was the Cardinals. It's the Cardinals, just I, like I'm he was with saying, the Rangers, I mean, and no one was rooting for him. Yeah, like it, it would have been like like it'd be more like if Stafford went to like the Bears. And one like Lions fans would not have rooted for that. I agree. Yeah, okay, that. Or the fair. Packers. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Like there's like there's no connection between the Lions organization and the Rams, especially since they're in LA. So like to me, it is number one. And and it's yep. also for me, besides the Houston Cleveland game, it's the game I'm most intrigued by, to be honest. Sure. It's like, a good game. Because I I, I think the Rams are a good shot. I do too. I think they're gonna win. I'm gonna be honest. Like I kinda I, do too. Like I, I believe that like Stafford is healthy, Puka has been incredible. Cooper Cup looks good. Kyron Williams has been all over the place. Like they're getting, con- like they're getting real contributions for all these late round picks on the defensive side, and they have the better coach. Uh, and I- Dan Campbell should automatically. I can't believe he didn't win Car Wreck of the Day. Oh, because of Laporta. Yeah, what an idiot! What an idiot! Especially after you saw what happened to Chubb in Miami. What an idiot! Like the, the fact, I don't disagree with that. The fact that like, you played that you you had nothing to win. At best, you could have been the two seed, and you didn't. Like you didn't get the two. Like you needed the Eagles and. The Cowboys to lose to be the two seed, and you lost one of your best players for what? Like for nothing? It's just idiotic. All right, let's go out to the phone lines. Rob, uh, Rob, what's going on? Hey guys, appreciate you taking my call. Uh, I firmly believe that if uh, JJ Watt and the Cardinals would have gone to the Super Bowl, the entire city of Houston would have uh, surrounded him and cheered for him and, and rooted him on, just because a lot of people think that we wasted uh, such a great career here in Houston with, with little to show for it. So, just wanted to add on to your your. Detroit conversation with that. Yeah, thank you, Rob. I think it's a great point. Yep. I'm waiting for JJ to sign. Apparently, it's not happening. Yeah, no. I thought it was going to. I'm gonna oh, be honest. We we were we, we Jeremy and I were starting to get more and more convinced at a certain point with about four or five games left. He he kept doing this thing with Pat with McAfee. Like McAfee would ask him, like, "Are you just going to sign like as soon as the season ends?" And then and then McAfee was asking CJ the same questions, and they all kept giving these like weird like cryptic, cryptic. Answers and facial expressions, where it was like, remember then he did the googly eyes, or someone did the googly eyes when, yeah, when he was working out in the Texans facility, and then the next day the D lineman said he was stepping away for health reasons. And honestly, Jeremy and I looked at each other, goes, "We were screwing around." It's kind of a bit at the front. It might come true. Will Anderson's hurt. Grenard's hurt. Didn't Jerry Hughes get hurt? Like. He, he, there was a time. Maybe they should have called JJ. Nah, come on, he's the not day, playing. The day that, that the young kid stepped away, the D-lineman, that was the day that everybody went, wait a minute, this might actually come to fruition. Yeah, I, I thought there was a chance that like, he would try to like, make one last run. I think next year he might. I, I hey, he's gonna go too. Play. If, he, he's gonna, if he's going to play this weekend, it's going to be in Pittsburgh. They don't even have to change the, the name on the no, jersey. No, he ain't doing that. But, and he doesn't want any part of that. But he likes. He, 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 he wants rather, to he win one more here. time. Yeah, yeah I, he'll be here. I, 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 yeah, I would. He's just too good on TV. It wouldn't shock me if like he was a late addition next year. Next year, I can like, see it. It really wouldn't. But shock the problem me. is, he's too good on TV. I don't love it. I don't think it's terrible. 
but I don't think it's great. You don't love him on TV? Yeah. I, I think, think he's really good. I think when it's he, solid. Like when he does the, the, the highlights in game and the highlights at halftime, he spices it up a little with he's like. Certainly little, better than Bill Cower doing highlights. Yeah, he does a couple of comments here or there, a couple of zingers every now and then at somebody or something. And then when he throws the throw back to the talent at the games, yeah, he's, he's got something that. for them. He's well, really quick with that stuff. Does he write it? It doesn't matter. He delivers mm. it. It's That's tough true. To the delivery, the delivery is good. That's, the delivery is not bad. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's by far the best story uh, in the playoffs so far is is Stafford versus the Lions. Tyreek versus the Chiefs is interesting, and that game just the weather I feel like kind of ruins it a little bit. To be honest, and he's a wide receiver, so it's not the same. One as a bonus one: if the Bills lose, the defunction there with Diggs throwing a, a fit, McDermott he's possibly out. getting fired. Uh, that that would be really. interesting. But you guys forget they won the division. They got hot after all the controversy. It doesn't matter. Complains about everything. No, Diggs might not be there. Oh yeah, but I'm just saying they're not going to make a coaching change. I I I I wouldn't rule it out. McDermott survived the comparison to 9/11 getting out there when they were at their absolute rock bottom. But but to be fair, though, they're trying to make a run to the playoffs now. But then they made a run, and everybody forgot all that and said, not only did he make a run, but and they thought everybody we wrote him off for dead, thought they were out. Now, not only did they make a run, I think Joe, again, credit to him, said they were going to end up winning the division. Yeah. They win the division, and all is forgotten in the past. And I, it, they'll blame Josh Allen more than they will McDermott if they lose in the first round. Yeah, I but they can't that. fire Josh Allen. That's true. And to be fair, they also knew about the 9-11 thing. I the guess, players did. It just, it just leaked out. No, the owners did, too. So, like, oh, they was, did? Yeah, it was like they knew. Like, they all, everyone was aware, apparently, that it happened. It just finally, like, It takes a special out. kind of what are you thinking to do something like that. Right? It's still, like, one of the most unbelievable things. Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting. I can't wait for this weekend. I kind of wish it was two days instead of three days, but that's an argument for a different day. All right, uh, last night the Rockets played a game. It wasn't great. Uh, we'll discuss uh, the Rockets, at, Rockets in action last night. But there's some stuff going on about effort. I don't like to see uh, minutes being handed out. If that needs to change, we'll hit it on next year on the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, the spirit of radio. All teams covered. No stalking points necessary. You're back with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Joe George, Joe Blank here on the Killer Bees. So 6 o'clock, Brian McDonald behind the glass. A couple Texans and NFL-related texts here before we get into the Rockets. Uh, 5-4-3-3, don't ignore golf revenge game versus McVay. Duh. Great call. Uh, They were traded for each other. Uh, Well, but remember now, and and I was one of them because I still believe it was true. McVeigh, until people figured out, he was in Goff's ear in the with the microphone, yeah, until there was like reading defense left, until yeah. the fifteen spot, and and that's why they thought he fell off the planet so hard. So he would love to prove McVeigh wrong too and go get him. Yeah, so that, I think it, that game is interesting. Like, I don't know who. Honestly, I still don't know. Like, I know we talked about it like last week about is there anyone besides the 49ers? It might be the winner of this game as the I team most so. likely to most likely to. Have a chance against San Francisco. I don't think because so. it's not Philly and not Dallas. It could be Dallas. I I kind of hope so. Like I I just hope that it's not like a blowout for San Francisco until they get to the Super Bowl. I have always disliked Sirianni's callous cockiness. 
But I think that Philly, San Francisco, I would like to see the resurrection of what Philly was early in the year just to see that game again and see if there's a different result. Because other than that, I don't think that there's anybody in the NFC that gives the Niners the game that you're looking for. I think the Eagles are broke. I really do, too. And and maybe, you know, I don't think there's any way they can fire Sirianni. But he's going to blame the coordinators. They're going to go. But if he doesn't get it right next year with new coordinators, there's no doubt next year he could be gone. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, that's one of the things where if you were not going to be, you know, that's one of the reasons I like having a coach that calls their own plays. Because if, like, Matt Burke left, like, does it really matter? Nope. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, he has the control. And, like, you look what Indianapolis did this year and then what the Eagles have done without Steichen, oh, no like, it, it's, it's pretty clear. But look at clear. what Gannon did with hardly anything to work with with Carolina. I mean, with the yeah. Cardinals, too, to where you go, those guys were really good. Uh, 6091, CJ, next contract will be $5 five million. $500 million. $500 million. Uh, I know it's, like, four years away, three years away. First of all, yeah, your number's too low, dude. It's a fact. It starts there. Yeah, because Patrick Mahomes got ten years, five hundred million. Yep, and part of this is not like, and and sorry, I don't mean to be condescending. The the, the salary cap is about to explode in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like the gambling money, new TV contracts. Like I know, like the old people who like, if you need help at Joe George Radio, just follow me on Twitter, and I can like teach you how to like install Peacock. Spend five dollars to watch a playoff game. It's not that big of a deal. We got it, bitches. I don't know why so people don't are come at me. I don't know why people are freaking out so much. We have Paramount Plus. We have Peacock. And the reason why is because KHOU can't get their bleep together. And I'm, and I'm still oh, pissed yeah. off with DirecTV. See, I have Peacock because of WWE and Notre Dame. Because they're on Peacock. Uh, we got Peacock because they got one random baseball game every so often oh, in yeah, MLB yeah. season. Yeah. It happened to be an Astros game all the time. Yeah, uh, And then uh, 1509, uh, John and Hoodie Lance uh, talked about Justin Jefferson maybe on the block. In this offseason, would you? Yes. Uh, what would it take? A, a lot. lot. <laughs> How much? Let me just be real clear with everybody. that, And, and the fact that they even address this, like they have to, I guess they have to, depending on how it was brought to them. Ooh, I'm curious, because I think I disagree with you before you even start. Minnesota ain't trading Justin Jefferson. I disagree. There's no flipping way. Why? Because he is their franchise right now. They traded Randy Moss. Doesn't matter. They traded Stephon Diggs. This is a different time. They traded Chris Carter. This is a different time. I know, but like this is what they do. They trade their best wide receiver every time. How many of them were Ziggy Wilf in the family? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, probably just Diggs. I, I don't which even like, know. If, I don't even know if Diggs was. Yeah, because and which they got right. I don't think it's impossible. You just now speaking Minnesota, of Diggs. Well, but seriously, he loves CJ Stroud. Who Stephon Diggs? Does? Oh yeah. How do you know that? He's all over CJ on Instagram. Really. Every time there's an NFL post or CJ's post, Stephon Diggs is right there commenting along. Well, that's good. Like, I, I think Stephon Diggs wants to be a Houston Texan. It depends on the price. I always say that, but you know that's always my would mantra. Trade? But... Would you trade? No, he's free at the end of the year, isn't he? Uh, I don't believe so. I thought Diggs was free at the end of the year. No, I don't think so. I think he has, like, uh, at least one more year left. I thought he could actually get out. Um if he's under contract, we'll start there. I'll, okay. As I'm Googling. Yeah. Cause, cause if he's I'll, under contract, would you trade the 24th pick in the draft for Diggs? Yeah. I think I would. Definitely. Yeah, I think I would. Uh, now he's going to want an extension. And now yeah. you're going to be in the market for a monster contract that you don't really need to dabble with right now. You got Tank Dell. Uh, he is under contract until 2027. Ooh. With no outs? Uh, looks like no outs. Oh, no. Potential out after 2025. Oh, okay. I thought it was so, just at the end of this year. Which means no, but you're right though. He'd want a new deal on that. Yeah. So that's something that I that would scare me that I'd probably stay away from because you still have with between Nico, who's going to be eligible for an extension, 
and for Tank. You got two young guys that you could continue to grow with your quarterback. You don't have to really blow out the bank yet. At Nico, it's going to be pretty soon. Um, but when, when you look at that, Minnesota's trying to – they need a quarterback one way or the other, right? Whether they re-sign Cousins or they go get somebody, the selling point is, especially from a free agency perspective, we're going to – or a trade, we're going to get you to throw to Justin Jefferson and Addison. Yeah. If you take Justin Jefferson out of the mix, it's a lot less attractive to go to Minnesota, no matter how much how nice the stadium is, and tell me, oh, but you get to play with the Vikings without Justin Jefferson? No way. Uh, also, apparently, uh, Peacock has a seven-day free trial, so you can just cancel. Oh, I've heard from everybody today and yesterday. Yeah. Everybody's taking the free trial on Saturday morning, and they're canceling it right after the game. Yeah, I just... It's, it's Chiefs-Dolphins. Like, just go to a bar. It'll be on. Um, all right, so last what, night... You're married with a kid, and you're going to go to a bar? That's true. And plus, we'll be listening. We'll be doing a post game show on ESPN. Yeah, okay. So there you go. So, so listen be to careful that. that. Um, uh, so last night the Rockets lost one twenty one thirteen to the Miami Heat. Um, not their worst game of the season. I, but 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 miss me with the whole they lost to a really good team. Jimmy Butler didn't play. The Heat without Jimmy Butler are beatable. So sure, you, you let Tyler Hero go off for twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Bam Adebayo had his way. Spolster is a hell of a coach as we know, and he is going to take things away from you, clog the paint, and make you beat them. And they couldn't do enough to kind of counter what the Heat were throwing at them. And I was I watched different bits and pieces of the game, and then I saw the end of it. And when you look at the way that they lost, it is a, it, it, all the signs were there of a very young team. They just, I don't think, I heard Connor and Beard talking about this. I don't think that they were out at the strip clubs the night before. I think that this was more of the same way they lose a lot of games on the road. Like, they come in thinking they're going to ride the same energy, the same momentum as when they're at home, and then they roll into a city where the Heat are always... Look, at Butler's been out, and they've lost one game, I think, in over two and a half weeks. Yeah. you got to be prepared on the road to take it up a notch, and they weren't. They, they didn't take care of the ball. They didn't play defense. All the things that were getting them some of the surprise wins like the Milwaukee game, they didn't do. Yeah, and this team, like, I know the... I think Tari was out for the Milwaukee game, too, but they, he was. they are a different team. Without Tar Eason, like it, it's re- it's remarkable how different they look uh, with and without him. But they honestly, like they just they they need some of these young guys to just they got to play better well, because Fred Van Vliet taking twenty two shots a game, it's too much. Look, forget the shots, Joe. Just look at the, the minutes played. I like know. he is he is leading the league in minutes played, and I don't care if you're trying to get every penny's worth out of what you're paying him. You're going to lose him to injury if you keep riding that wave too long. And you've got to get the young guy. Look, I'm glad Cam has found a way to get onto the floor for for valuable minutes, not just jump time. He tried to punch one on Kevin Love last night from outside the dotted line, and Love drew the charge. But if you just look at the lift and where he, what he almost did to Kevin Love, no matter if a foul was called or not, he's unreal athletically. Yeah, honestly, I think that um, when we get to February 1st and we do our top three Rockets. Um, I predict uh, Jalen Green will not be on that list, and Cam Whitmore will be. Now, you've been more on this than I have because of the fact that I'm not ready to jump too soon on trading him. But the fact that we're still seeing two good and one bad, and then another stinker before he gets a, he figures it out, and then you know, and then a mediocre, and then a good, and then too bad. At a certain point, if he puts a couple more together where he plays, he shoots the ball really well because he's been shooting three ball well, Yeah, and he has some big numbers. Again, I tell you, if I'm Rafael Stone, I'm calling teams in the league to see what the market's like and if I can get his value up 
because that dude, to me, everybody said he was Kobe Jr., Kobe Light when he came in, and, and he's going to be great. I don't see it. Yeah, I, I think he's uh, – I would move him this offseason. Um, to me, it's it's like I, I, I don't even – I don't even question it. I would trade Jalen Green this offseason. I don't think he's going to have value by the next by the following offseason. Is it, is it is it common knowledge or is it fair to say I think Cam Whitmore is going to turn out to be better than uh, Amon Thompson? Mm, I still I still believe in Amon Thompson. I think offensively because Cam can shoot the three. He's got a big physical body. They're both about the same age, and his jumping ability is ridiculous. I think the best case scenario and maybe the best hope for a true franchise franchise type all-star player is one of those two guys. And if you keep them together, it could be both. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think Cam Whitmore and Amen Thompson are quickly going to surpass uh, Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr. as I what agree. we wanted for the Houston Rockets. All right, it's the Killer Bees. It's it's Tuesday, which means it's time for Cash It or Trash It here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, I want to tell you about the good people at Daisy yet again because you can use everybody used to say, "Oh, do a dollop of Daisy when you just put the sour cream on the baked potato and it tastes so much better." Now you don't even need a dollop. Just get yourself one of those containers of the one of the Daisy dips and make your viewing party, your get together that much better. Get your favorite chip, get some vegetables uh, if you're trying to be healthy for the new year. Get some wings. And get the dip that makes everything better. Daisy dips in two different flavors, French, onion, and in ranch. They are going to make everything that you serve possibly even better because they add flavor, smoothness, and they taste delicious. And unlike in the past when you had to mix and match and make your own dips and hope that you got the mix just right so that everything tasted good before you put it in front of your guests, it's already done for you. You go to your local grocery store. You go to where the, the dips and the dairy products are. You go get yourself a couple of containers of the dips and the ranch and the French onion. You open that up and your favorite chips, put the vegetable tray down. You are going to be a hero with your guests because you are going to make that hors d'oeuvre tray something that they go to throughout the entire game. Go to your local grocery store today. Seek them out because they are carrying exactly what you need for your viewing party for the big games this weekend. Check them out today. Go get some Daisy Dips at your local grocery store. You're listening to ESPN 97.5, and so is your wife. When I uh, buy my wife, hang like slave of wizard. Prepare for overreaction on my mark. It's that time of the week where overreactions are not only welcome, they're celebrated. They say Muhammad Ali was the greatest of all time, but he never fought Cassius Clay. It's Cashem or Trashem with the Killer Bees. This is your hot take. Hmm. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. All right, send in your hot takes, your cash it or trash it. It's 713-780-3776, twitch.tv slash ESPN 97.5. I don't normally do this. We're going right to the text line. Oh, really? Cheese Whiz is better than Kraft Mac and Cheese. Cash it or trash it? Trash it. Trash it. Trash it. And trash it. Oh, Possibly block that opinion. number forever. I saw it and I was like, I can't ignore this. How? What kind of asinine take is that? I don't know. That's like the people that truly believe that a great cheesesteak is used Cheese Whiz because they do it at Pat's in Philly. See, I... Cheese I, Whiz is it's not... It shouldn't even be... It is a disgrace to... True cheese. Now, this sounds like a take straight from a man from Wisconsin. Right, because I, I know what real is. cheese and good cheese is, and it ain't cheese whiz. I do like it at Pat's. Like, I've been there. I have, too, and it's not it's not better than what I've had on great cheesesteaks when no. it's melted cheese. I get why people do it, though. You like whiz in your mouth? 
I'm just saying, any product that is called cheese Careful. whiz. I'm just not answering that because he knew what he was doing. He was setting me up. Right. No, I'm just and saying. And I just wasn't going to answer it. I'm making the point. I'm in protest. If the name of your product is cheese whiz, you're getting the whiz of the cheese. You're not getting true cheese. It's terrible. It's true. It is true. I do love. You're debating in your mind, Brian. Say it if you have I something. Like, I like it on rich no, practice. No, I was though. with you. I'm trashing. That's a terrible thing. Yeah, trash. I just, okay. All right, Blank Chris, what do you got? I, I'm looking at the playoff matchups. I, I'm just going to tell you right now that the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, are going to end up in the AFC Championship game. Hmm. It feels hmm. like they have a bye in round one with the Steelers. Yeah, without Watt, too. But And then they'll play probably the Chiefs. Well, they'll face the better of the two teams remaining. Yeah, pro- so which I think would be the Chiefs. You know what? I, I'm going to cash it. I'm going to cash it. I I think John Granado might be onto something. A couple weeks ago, he tweeted Bills 49ers Super Bowl. I know Josh Allen like throws a lot of interceptions, but like well, I Jeremy just, hates Josh Allen. I know, but there's just something about Lamar that like I can't I can't Bellish. do it. There's you, something about the hot team. They have run the table, though? but they've played bad the last. I get you guys are going to bring up the Patriots the game. Dolphins. I get it, but look at the teams that they beat. They beat Miami and Miami with everything on the line. They beat Kansas City. They beat what Philadelphia too. Yeah, they they beat everybody that, and those weren't cupcakes. And now they've got a whole lot of confidence and momentum riding into the playoffs, and they get a buy in the first week round of the playoffs. You know what? I think yeah. As you're talking about it, Joel, I think I'm going to cash it because, like like you said, the Steelers are uh, basically a buy in the first round. Yep. And if you get the Chiefs going into the divisional round, these aren't you know your older brother's Chiefs. Nope. I mean, their 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 offense is not the same. Travis Kelsey seems like he's finally starting to hit that hit that age cliff. Patrick Mahomes has no weapons. I want to trust the Chiefs' defense, but going on the road playing in Buffalo. I would have to pick the Buffalo Bills in that game if that was the matchup. So yeah, I'll have, I'll have to cash it. Yeah, I'll cash it too. Yeah, I, I think I think Buffalo finds a way to uh, AFC title game. Brian, what do you got? All right, so uh, my cash it or trash it is. Look, I, there's an interesting, I think, kind of passing of the guards going on right now with the teams in Houston. Obviously, the Houston Astros going back to 2015 have been you know, obviously the best team that we had here in the city of Houston among the pro sports franchises. But that's starting to trend in a different direction with the Houston Texans on the come up. And I think C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, and the Houston Texans win two titles before the Astros won another one. Oh, I'm trashing that. I'm trashing that. Brian. That's an easy trash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Look, like, I don't think they're re-signing Alex Bregman. I don't think they're signing Framber Valdez. Joe, have you seen the latest Just- real estate openings on Dude. a certain street? Justin Verlander is 43. Look, what about the Astros is trending up right now? They have an owner that won't spend any they're money. They're in the top three in Vegas odds to win the World Series. I said trending up. That's 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 All they got to win is one. That's plateau. I know. I so know, you, but I so don't you think don't, they're winning this year. You don't think they're going to win this year? No. Did they get Man. better? He said two, Joe. Did they get better? Uh, At some point I in think, the next three years, I think, I think they will. I think they will. I, I, I don't see how what the path is for them to get better. I think they'll be. To spend I think they'll be better this year than they agency? were. I think they'll be better this year than they were last year. I do too. Mainly because I believe in the talent that they have. Some of them are going to figure it out. Like I believe Javier, Luis Garcia, McCullers. When you exist. get Luis Garcia, Bre- 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 in a contract so I, year, I think Breggy's going to. 
Yeah, I, I think they're going to be really good this year again. You think, uh, the, you now, you I think, think this, they're going to win the world? Because if you don't think they're going to win the World Series this year, because we're then starting to head in that direction where all, all these guys that are upcoming for new contracts like Kyle Tucker and Fromber and Bregman and Altuve. But Altu- you Altu- got Yiner and you got... You got Jordan and you got Pena. Okay, I'm not not really factored into that. I'm going to I'm going to trash this because even with all those guys leaving, like Bregman's gone, we know it. I believe the Astros are still going to be a playoff team most years, and we just know baseball is just a weird sport. Like this, you get hot. And, like, you can win a World Series. Plus, uh, the teams that go like, for the it. The Texans haven't been in AFC title game, and you want me to say they're going to win two Super Bowls? It's, no, it's a hardcore belief in D'Amico and C.J. Stroud, for sure. Which, there's, that's one thing, to have a hardcore belief. But then there's another one? thing to overzealously sell two Super Bowls and how hard well, that if is. I, look, if it, in an it's, AFC it's that has to be Patrick Mahomes If I just said Burrows one, it wouldn't and, be that hot. No, it still would be a hot take, I think. Because I think the Astros are still so close to winning another one. Man. I just think they're trending in the wrong direction. Oh, they Whereas are. When you, when you juxtapose it to the Texans doing what they're doing with a, a, a roster that would be graded what around the NFL? It's not a roster filled with a bunch of long-term pieces that they're building around for the future. It's really just D'Amico and C.J. Stroud. I, I think once they do add in their own uh, draft picks and those free agents with the cap space they have, it's only going to go up for them. All right, mine. Texans win by double digits on Saturday. Wow. Double digits. Double Ten digits? points, at least. Yeah, I'm going to trash I'm going to trash that as well. I, I think I it's going to be a win, close game. I think it'll be a close game. Not double digits. Yeah, ten, double digits, again, that's like you saying two World Series before the Astros I don't win. know. That might have been oversell. You you were over-serving us, Joe. I think double digits. I this love your confidence. So what's your score? What's your score? Uh, Texans win uh, 31-21. Oh, 31 on the Browns defense. That is yeah, crazy. I don't know about that. I don't think Texans now, offense the Browns is defense scoring. on the road is different than they are at home. We, I know we said that. I don't think all the, the Texans offense matter. I think all the Texans offense is not scoring all those points. Joe Flacco, and we're gonna do this at four o'clock. He is an interception machine. I think we can do it at four o'clock. Five o'clock. <laughs> my bad. I got my times wrong. I took one day <laughs> Alex, off. Alex like, Alex has <laughs> opened the notebook. Alex has already got me on the notebook. He hit me within the first two minutes of the show, Joel. I'm just saying, he's I got know. a target on you. I'm nice to you now, Joe. This is 2024. I'm not True. saying it's it. a new day. That's right. Um, all right, what do we got here from the listeners? Uh, cash or trash, the Saints should fire Dennis Allen because the players clearly don't respect him. Uh, I, I don't think it's just that, but I think they should fire Dennis Allen. I, I think that he's not a head coach. He's a defensive coordinator. What Jameis did was like the icing on the cake, and it, it, he got set up bad by the organization, too, because Carr wasn't worth it, and they should have shouldn't have done it. But that's you talk about an aging team that's hanging on. Uh, I think they got a lot of issues, and I think they'd be better suited to get a younger, up and coming coach and just move on. Yeah, I, I'm going to cash this. I I think that because Jameis is very adamant that like it wasn't just him. Cash like, it or trash it, he's got to go. Oh, cash, he's got to go. Yeah, he's got to go. Um, but like I, I saw the whole um, the whole interview like back and forth with this reporter, too, yeah. and he's like, "Well, it wasn't just me. It was the team. The team decided." And I, I think you gotta I think you gotta get rid of Dennis Allen. I think it's a mistake to keep him. It's it's he's lost all credible control of the locker room. Even when that conversation happened and they said, Well, did you decide it on the sideline? The fact they decided it in the huddle and didn't feel like there was gonna be any ramifications where they were fearful of the coach and they didn't think that they liked him enough to share it with him because they were getting a guy a bonus in the process by getting him a touchdown. I think if did you you know that part of it, right? 
Well, it's just because he was the NFL touchdown leader last year, and then. But there was, a, I think, there's a bonus associated with it with money involved. If Jamal got one more, that was his first touchdown. Oh, I thought that they were saying that he was a bonus. No, was some bonus. Was, I, yeah, he, that was his only touchdown yeah. of the season. Yeah. So well, they, anyway, he was yeah. saying in that back and forth, he wanted Jamal to get it. That we all felt like he deserved to get it. Yeah. You make that decision while checking with your head coach, and you do exactly what he should be gone. Jameis, first and foremost. I but agree. I think Dennis Allen, it just shows you that he has no control of the locker room. Yeah, He's I, would let, go I would let Dennis Allen go. This is kind of a uh, something that we Joe and I would talk about in wrestling terms, about can you see this guy as a champion? I can't see Dennis Allen as a Super Bowl winning coach, so why waste your time? Let him go. Yeah, I just... I, I can't imagine, like, he, he lost the locker Like, it's he doesn't have the locker room. Like, it was evident right there. I just, I can't imagine the Houston Texans doing that to D'Amico Ryans or or the Patriots doing that to Bill Belichick. Or, I, I couldn't imagine the Titans doing that to Mike Vrabel, even though, like, there was a chance he was going to be fired. Like, it just, he clearly has zero control. All right. That does it for Cash or Trash. If you got any more, we'll hit them on the other side. 713-780-3776. It is the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. ESPN 97.5.com. Fighter of the Night, man. I miss you, night man. So bad. Live in the Hive with the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. All right, so this morning on the Highway to Hell, Nick Casario was doing an interview. Um, and he basically called Jason Locking for a jackass on the radio. And it's very funny, actually, to be honest. Um, kind of deserves it. But uh, basically just confirming that, like, he's not interested in leaving, that, like, it was a jackass report is what it was what he said um and that he's like he's not going anywhere it's pretty much the whole gist of the conversation are you ready to now that he's publicly said it in the way he did so vehemently that he is he's not going to leave i mean i think we all kind of felt that way anyways but i don't see any scenario where like he is not the gm of the texans next year i i don't either I, i think that it was good conversation when we had it on the show a few days ago because the rumor, it, it had just come out and because there were some things that made sense. It wasn't so outlandish that you couldn't see a scenario where it could, in the realm of possibilities, happen, right? It's a place he knows very well. It's a place that obviously he's probably still very respected. It's a place that wants to find a way to hit the ground running and move on as quickly as possible based on what he's done here. That probably entices Robert Kraft even more. We know they like to keep it all in the family, even when they're completely out of the job or, or misplaced into a job that they shouldn't do like Matt Patricia as OC. And so it made some sense. But this is exactly what Nick Casario had to do. You love it even more the way he did it and the fact that he understand exactly what you wanted as a Texans fan to hear is exactly how he positioned it because he knows how good his bread is buttered right now in this city with this team, with him getting most of the credit for the construction of this roster. Yeah, I, I think before the season, if you would have told me that Nick Casario leaves and goes back to New England, I'd be like, okay. Like, I, I could see the path to that. And that, that path was CJ has a good year, not a great year. You know, the Patriots are moving on from Bill Belichick. Maybe they have a top pick, and Casario is going to go somewhere else where he feels like he can really have the organization he wants. And, and maybe the relationship with D'Amico – 
you know, was a little bit shaky. But that just that hasn't played out like that at all. I, I mean, I, I don't think Nick Casario honestly gets enough credit for what he, what he's done. Like, if you watch, like when you watch the Texans, it, it's George Fant, it's Tyre Tart, it's you know bringing back Desmond King. Blake Cashman, like there's all these guys, Devin Singletary. It's not just the players he drafted and the players he drafted highly like Will Anderson, C.J. Stroud, and Derek Stingley Jr. that are performing at a very elite level. It's all the it's all the low-level guys that are without them. The Texans are nothing. Like if, if Nick Casario doesn't sign Devin Singletary, they're not a playoff team. Barnett? Barnett's another great one. Right? Like he was all over the place. A year week. ago when he started the, the the change in philosophy and he brought in Jerry Hughes and Stevie Nelson. Yeah. Those guys have have, has, have contributed. The fact that he wasn't afraid to look at Kareem Jackson coming back. He wasn't afraid to take a- Amos and say, I need a veteran back there as, as backup. The way that he has in-season added and guys have actually contributed, because normally you pick those guys up and maybe they play here or there. But the fact that we just named off a handful or more of guys picked up after the start of the season that have contributed in a big way to where you go, even I believe that Tart has a chance to, at least as a backup with NFL experience, be a good run stopper in the defensive line. Yeah, I, I think Nick Casario, like, he's gotten a lot of credit for the big name stuff and the top guys, but he, he frankly is just, it's, I've been impressed with the amount of, production that like low level signings or mid season waiver claims have put on this team. So yeah, I'm not surprised that he said this now is, is, is there a chance he's not fully telling the truth? Yeah. It, it crossed my mind at one point, Joel, like it, he still could, but I just, I don't know. I try to like be in his shoes. Like we did this Bobby Sloak earlier. Like if you're Bobby Sloak, would you stay in Houston or would you go somewhere else? There's an argument to be made for Bobby Sloak to go somewhere else. You get a franchise quarterback. You're the head coach of your own team. You're going to big contract, a lot more money. Like, you might just be a fan of the organization in general that you're going to. Nick Casario has none of those selling points. Like, there's a way better chance Bobby Sloak has gone. I think there's like a 1% chance Nick Casario is not back next year. Yeah. I don't think there's any chance. I just don't see it. Like, it just, I think it was a bad report, honestly. It, it's, it's a reach for a guy that's trying to stay relevant because he's fallen off the national platform that he used to have solidified. Yeah. He's also a guy that has a reputation for treating a lot of people really poorly in the process of getting where he got when he got there. So people love this right now because they're going to love having a heyday with throwing it back in his face. But to, to just the Nick point one more time, this would have happened at the end of this season if this season didn't go well. That's what I think is the big deal. Right? Yeah, I think it's the top. I think Nick Casario, like if, if this season went the way many people thought it would. Speaking of, I am very annoyed with Texans Twitter. The amount of like these fake blog boys, not even like this H Town critic guy who is like putting out the most ins- asinine things ever. Ridiculous. The amount of people that are now trying to pretend like they thought the Texans were going to win 10 games this season is hilarious. It is. Like it's all over the place. Now, like it's funny. Frank put up this YouTube video mm-hmm. of our, our preseason predictions. And Paul said ten wins. I was surprised. I know he was boasting about. it. I was like, no, he really didn't. But that's fine. He could, you know, he. he like, no, like, he really, yeah. Josh he called that out on Twitter. He Paul really did. He did, and I'm like, but he didn't believe it, and he dabbed after he did it. Yeah, he did. Like, yeah. And that's why, like, as soon as he dabbed, I was like, mm. now, as as you guys know, Big every take. take from Paul is layered in about five thousand layers of sticks. So yeah, I, I don't know yeah, how much he really believed it, but he did say it. Yeah, but like the amount of people that like are, are like, oh, the Texans are going to win ten. I'm like, okay. If you thought the Texans were going to win 10 games this year, like, congratulations. You got it right. 
But you are one of two things. You are either like deep into the Kool-Aid. Or you're a troll. Or a troll. I guess three things then. You're a troll or you're trying to ass kiss a franchise that probably doesn't really care about you. And you're trying to gas up this team like they matter in a way that they don't to you. Or you're stutes and you want a like, job. That's number three. <laughs> uh, that fits into that category. But like it just to me, it's just it's it's insane. The amount of people that are trying to like victory lap. On this, and I'm like, dude, I'm Look, sorry. Like, you sounded like an idiot. What the Houston Texans have accomplished this year, none of us could no, have predicted. That's why. Look, it's the easiest thing for me to admit I was wrong on because I said five on the video. I actually thought four on the show. Like, I, I thought that they hired the right guys and drafted the right pieces. Yeah, and that they were going to continually get better. I didn't think it was going to happen this soon. And if you did, you're right. You probably said it more tongue in cheek. But now you want to take your victory lap. So so trot on. All right, um, just real quick before we go to break here. Uh, is there anything else from this game this weekend that like stood out to you? Because we didn't really deep dive together on Sunday's game. Like We talked about the penalties. We talked about Jonathan Taylor. Run, yeah. We talked about you know the offensive line. I, the, only thing, the other thing for me, like, I just want to circle back on this the a Texas little bit. Texas' inability to run, too, was big. Yeah, yeah, BMAC mentioned it a little bit. Like, I agree. Like, it's, that thing is... I don't understand the run game, honestly. I think, honestly, like, in the draft this year, they're going to have to look at a running back in the mid-rounds. It, that, I think, is one of the most interesting questions of the offseason. Like, I know we got the question earlier about Jefferson, Mike Evans. Um, he comes up all the time. T. Higgins is coming up. Stephon Diggs is now a popular name. It, or, like, dra- drafting someone at, like, 24. I think, like, running backs is running back is going to be the most interesting position. I think running back and safety are two positions that they oh, have yeah. to look at. I think safety makes sense in the draft, but I think that running back, you can look at it from either way. You can look at it from a free agency perspective because there are some names out there, and Barkley's a guy that a lot of people have, have kind of hitched their wagon to a possibility of really excelling with the Texans. I have, I have a lot of con, uh, uh, concerns about the fact that he never stays healthy. But other than that, Saquon Barkley has a talent, and he can catch the football a little bit. He would be intriguing. But I think it's not just Singletary like it is right now. And if Pierce isn't going to get any snaps on offense... You're going to have to find two, maybe th- uh, two and three total backs in that room next yeah. year because of all the things you ask them to do. You know what's so funny though about like about Pierce when he gets the ball on a kick return, Oof. I'm like glued to the television. He's good on the return. I, I, I'm like, why can't he find a hole like this between the offensive line? Like as soon as he catches the ball and takes off, I'm like, okay, like we're co- it feels like he is a touchdown waiting to happen he has like two kick returns on the season one's a touchdown i think it's just style i mean he's a straight ahead power runner like he 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 the type of offensive scheme that he read the blocks for well was just not this zone scheme that san like the shanahan kubiak system it's just not he's not meant to take it you know one direction then cut it back the other he's more of a predetermined this is my hole this is the power scheme and he hits it and runs with it which is perfect for the for the kick return game. Yeah, I, I, it's been really fun. It's one thing I wish I wish there was more kick returns in the NFL, but they don't do it enough. Well, but because when you look at the, the number of injuries and how dangerous that is, yeah, I like you still get the punt returns and you have the chance there. 
but the kick returns more times than not are touchbacks. Now kickers have these like steroid filled legs that they're booting the ball eighty yards. Well, and one thing like that we haven't we didn't see a not lot that of they this. took steroids. I'm just yeah, and like one thing we didn't see a lot of this year. They put that new rule in where you could fair catch it before the twenty. Yeah, well, without being in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, like I think we saw like one time, like one or two times. Yeah, you see the, it all the time in college. Yeah, you but do like, in college, it didn't in college, pick up you in see the, it practically every kickoff. Yeah, but it didn't pick up in the NFL no, this not, year. Not yet. No. I, I was surprised. All right, how confident are you? And the Texans' ability to win this weekend. And is it too cliche to say it all comes down to turnovers? That's next here on the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. ESPN 97.5 on YouTube. Dog Show. God loves a terrier.